Hello, glorious audience. It is I, Ember, god of fillery. Feel free to bow and grovel. I'll wait. Brad Hort talks sci-fi's magicians. Welcome back to Fillery, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Philly for one last go-around this season. How about that finale, B? Uh, it was awesome, and it has begun. Finish them. <laughs> yes, it was great. I love the Mortal Kombat scene. You know, a little sword play, good things going on there. Hmm, it was great. For sure, they certainly played it up. So we're, I'm just going to say this now: if anybody notices that Court sounds a little bit different, it's because she kind of she's stuck in the pocket world at the moment, and I'm yeah, stuck very much in the pocket world. Yeah. This is actually twentieth time trying to record this. Yeah, the gods have not been very happy with us today or yesterday. So yeah, this is what you get. So yeah, we'll get there. It happens. So sometimes it'll be better next time we record. Just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. And if there's a show or movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it or comics because I just did a comic review of four comics that are coming out. So uh, let the good people know how they can reach us there, Court. Well, you can find me on Twitter at JenDev, and he's Brad BB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. Check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. Do you know what else they can find on Facebook? I think they can find us on Facebook, right? They can find us a couple of times on Facebook. Of course, there's Brad and Court Talk Podcast. Um, that's our main group where we talk about just about everything that happens to catch our attention. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also where we have the um, Magicians regular discussion thread, and that's where we'll also be doing the 12 Monkeys discussion thread when we try to do the three-day binge. Yeah, I don't know how we're doing that one. We'll figure that out when <laughs> well, we get there. I know there. how we're recording it. We're, we're going to do a triple threat recording for it. There are right. going to be three different recordings because it's supposed to be like, what, um, three two-hour movies? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So it's going to be something like that. But for the night that is actually on, you know, we'll put threads up. And whoever wants to talk about it, you can talk about it on a Facebook group. Or if there are different movies or TV shows, we, we put all of that up there. Like on uh, Riverdale Night, I like to put something up. Or you can find me on Twitter. I like to tweet a lot. Um, we also, of course, have our Van Helsing fan group. Uh, if you caught that when it was uh, running here or if you're overseas and you're catching it now or if you caught it on Netflix, we have a group of, of what, 200-plus people who happen to love that show a lot. And we actually have a lot of the cast that drop in. So definitely stop by. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, 12 Monkeys uh, returns on May 19th at 8, 7 Central. So check out that one. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. Anyhow, what was this episode about? Well, this episode was episode 213, We Brought You Little Cakes. Yay. I wonder what that was. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Chris Fisher. It's finally here, the epic combination of a season well played. Margot and Elliot reunite and plot to take down Ember, not Umber, but Ember. Julia and Katie are semi on the outs after Julia, Julia didn't kill Renard last week. And Julia's back to being effed up in the head. Katie, too. Penny's time in the poison room appears to have had some last effects. Quentin takes drastic steps to keep Alice in, in the here and now. And our magicians come together for one crazy good magical showdown. Things take a very, very unexpected turn. Oh, yeah. I didn't actually see it ending like that. But, hey, 
Uh, interesting side note before we get started here. The original screener title for this episode was It Begins, which mm-hmm. pretty much tells you something is going to happen in the season finale, which begins something. Really cool because, you know, we know it's being renewed for uh, season three. So that's awesome. Um, right. And since that title, I had a feeling it was connected to the gods because we got to see Persephone. Yeah, we had yeah, a lot. We had cool. a lot of god work going on this one, but it also I didn't yeah. think it fit the fit as a finale name, so it was changed to "We Have Brought You Little Cakes," which I thought was really freaking cool because remember the name of the season one finale episode? No, what was it? It was "Have You Brought Me Little Cakes." Oh, holy cow. So this is a whole tie-in to Ember from begin beginning to end, basically. So, yeah. So but so next season, is it going to be where are those dang little cakes? No, next season it'll be, you stabbed me, Quentin. <laughs> it'll be, you know, Ember and Ember's parents who like big cakes because they're big gods. I don't know. They like bacon. They like bacon they, like they, Alice. Yeah, bacon. All right. So my favorite part so far of the season was by far Ember giving the intro and breaking down everything that happened up until now and doing the voices for Margot and everybody else. That was pretty perfect. And I liked that he had uh, labels for everybody. And it was pretty dead on. You know, the bitch, the, the martyr. Oh, we, it was totally dead on. And, you yeah. know, and that brought around Quentin's uh, his story arc. And the one thing that got me though, he's like, okay, the candy witch, you know, that'll pay off later. How's it going to pay off later? Because he's dead. <laughs> Where's it? At? She never came back on after that one episode. He didn't. And I, I, when he said that, I was like, oh, we're going to see the candy witch again before the end of this episode. It's going to happen. And because when the beginning of the season, we saw Quentin go to her house and we were all handsome. Gretel, this is going to end very badly for him, especially after he gave her his blood. And, you know, we figured this is going to end badly, but nothing happened with that. And then when he said that this um, this week's episode, I was thinking, OK, so bookend. They brought it back around. Finally. But then nothing happened with it. So I, maybe we'll see it again next season. And well, it'll come around for next finale. I don't know, though, because he had it planned out. It was part of, part of his plot. And then he was ready to story Fillory. So my only guess but, is that it was probably in there somewhere. And maybe it just got cut out. Or this is what's supposed to happen. Like, he knows the parts that he's supposed to know. And we know that, that there's a 20-page 20, 20 blank space for everybody. And like this, this was that blank spot, thanks to the end of magic. So he he knew that he was going to die regardless. Is that what no, you're telling me? He did not know he was going to die. He only knew parts of what was going to happen. Okay, so he knew that. Well, because he said that the order was on to him about the great blank spot. So, okay, I get it. And so you're thinking he he had a good plan of everything that was going on, but he didn't foresee that Quentin was going to stab him in the back, literally. Right, because it kind of goes along with um, what Penny and Elliot were talking about before, where um, Penny had or, or Elliot had all these different plans, and um, Penny was like, "Well, dude, I read both volumes of your book. I know everything that you're going to do, and this is just not going to work." Yeah. So he tries to go against his instincts, but like, how how does fate even work? Like, how can you do that? Right. Like, there's no way to avoid what you're supposed to be doing. When it's written, it is written. Well, no. As they said, when it was written, they still have a chance to change things. So, no fate. Yeah, but, but when you can't, okay, when you change it, you rewrite it. But right. I feel like it's Final Destination, 
when you change it and rewrite it, it's still yes, it's still trying to fix itself. We've talked about this before. It's still going to come down and get you. Never drive behind a log truck on a highway. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't do it. And yeah. Bad idea, and I avoid log trucks. I don't even want to drive beside them. So final destination and no Sarah Connor, no fate but what we make. Okay, no, that's it. Exactly. All right. I'm still hoping that she pulls through one day and shows back up. I'm just Me saying. Too. She was a really interesting character. That would be great to see that. So speaking of Penny in the poison room, he is in kind of bad shape. He's in very bad shape. They're talking about he doesn't have a lot of time left. And Katie, you know, Katie's in love with him. And she's pretty much done with um, Julia at that point in time. So she's like, fuck the rest of them. Let's just go and enjoy the rest of the time that you have left. Let's go hit the beach. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's two to three weeks left and then he dies. However, that really doesn't matter because he signed the contract with the library who... Even after death, for like a million years, they had him. Right. So I wonder what that means. That does he become a ghost? We know they have different entities. They have vampires, apparently, and they have werewolves. So of course they would have ghosts. I mean, come on, they have niffins. Right. So there's something that goes on that that the library still has in control of him when if he dies, which I don't see that happening. Um. So no. yeah, we have something. Anything going on can here. happen on this show. Right. So, yeah, there we go. It's a whole Penny thing. So, what else we got on Penny? We just want to go ahead and go with that? Or where do you want to go with on this one? Um, I'm trying to figure out what else happens with Penny. Like, he he, he doesn't take the chance to go and um, go with, with Margo. He's very, very loyal to his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to figure out, a, you know, what, what they can do to try to fix magic or to try to get to Ember and Umber. And they have a really good plan. It just doesn't quite work out. Right. Yeah, well, actually, we didn't really have much more with Penny anyhow because he uh, he was going to run off with Katie. He had one other thing to do, and he got snagged by the library. Katie went in there with him, right. and he had, like, whole 10 seconds to say bye, and that was it. And then, right. you know, Katie's down to strung out land again. And then at right. the end... Love it when they were shutting off the waterworks in there, he was doing yeah. bad and the head librarian took him out. They knew what they were doing. They had doors to leave. Right. So they had already been planning for this whole entire thing. So right. just like yeah. Mayakovsky. Right. So, so they had a backup plan for different things. All right. So later we do see Katie meet up with Harriet again. Um, you know, Marley Maitland plays her. Um, she ran the, well, the BuzzFeed-esque website. Right. She was uh, embedding uh, spells and stuff in the uh, clickbait. The different memes. Yeah. And so the memes are real. They're just magician spells that normal people would never know about. So basically, Katie is asking for help from her to find some way to fix Penny. And she says that, you know, if you help him, like, you can get anything that you want out of the library. And um, Harriet is like, Penny would never cooperate with it. And Katie says, well, it doesn't matter. I'll do it. Like, I'll get the information for you. So we're kind of back to square one with Katie and Penny with that, where she's she's basically stealing information for an outside party, and she's, she's deceiving him. And this time around, it's for his own good. Like, she's trying to save him, but she's lying to him again. So things won't be so happy next season when he finds that out. Well, I... They have a weird relationship anyhow. I'm sure things will work out fine with them. So I hope so. I like those two. 
She has to do it because if she doesn't try to help him, she doesn't have anything else that she's going to go for, and she's going to go back out to the strung out road again and just be totally, you know, living in the streets again before where Julia found her. Yeah. Speaking of Julia. I um, told you that that she was going to have a rough time. (laughs) Yeah. See, I thought she had put it behind her, but I guess with the return of her shades, you know, those memories, like she can't wash that away as as she was able to do when she had, when she was missing the shade, like those memories are still with her. And like, she's physically upset so much that when Elliot comes to visit her to ask for, um, I guess the necklace that makes her, you invisible, um, like Elliot kind of felt not just not sorry for her like he he felt for her he felt empathy for her mm-hmm. like he wanted to help her even though he couldn't stand her at the beginning of the season and um like i really enjoyed seeing those two together we've never really seen those two really interact that way at all right and she's and like i really thought you're a moral enemy and she's like uh you know that's a long time ago yeah and the fact that um he said like I was where you were before. Like, now I want to know even more about Elliot's past. We know he grew up on a farm, but, like, what else happened in Elliot's past that made him as fucked up as Julia? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm curious about as well. He, There's so much history on Elliot that we can go with. We've, he's had so much growth in his character basically this season compared to last season. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, um... Elliot starts to leave, but like she, again, she's freaking out with memories of the rape and everything that she's been through so far. And like, he knows that he knows how strong she is and what a great magician she is. And he wants to help distract her from like what's going on. So he's like, uh, why don't you come with me? And he's like, I I could use your skills. So she does. She goes with him back to Fillory to help him figure out exactly what's going on and how to get Ember, or how to trick Ember into coming back. Well, yeah, she's a perfect person to, to take with him, too, because she's she knows stuff. I mean, she's a really good witch or magician. Or if she would have stayed in in uh, Break Bills, which she did in one other life, you know, because she's on that time loop as well, I believe. Is she on a time oh, loop? Yeah, she is on a time loop. Oh, no, she is. She's in all the time loops. Um, this is the only one where she wasn't involved, where she didn't get to stay at Brickville. Right. So she right, knows it no, all. He doesn't take her back to Philly with him. He takes her back from her apartment to Brickville. So that's where she sees Katie again. Mm-hmm. And um, she she tries to apologize to Katie to talk to her, and Katie's not having any of it. Yeah, she's just, she's over it. She doesn't want nothing. But I understand, I understand why Julia made the decision that she did. Like, she would have killed Reynard if she didn't have her, sh- no, she didn't have her shade, but. She's trying to do, she's trying to do the right thing is what she was trying to do. Right. She wasn't, right. she right. was keeping she's herself from. She's been so hell on getting vengeance all this season and looked at what it cost everybody trying to get that revenge. And so, like, she took a step and she made the right decision. Because if she had killed Bernard, can you imagine what Persephone would have done? Persephone would have done? Right. Yeah, she could have I mean, done a lot no, there, but. Exactly, because look at what happened now. I think this, that moment was a set us up for what was going to come in the finale with the death of Ember and Umber. Well, I also think it was a bigger difference that if she was, we, we saw that Julia had more self-restraint than the Beast did because she was, you know, needing the chip, which was Katie to tell her when to slam on the brakes. But she also knows, you know, if she killed him, then she's that one step farther to, okay, I can just kill anybody I want to. 
Exactly. And I think that's so where she, she was holding back. She didn't become the beast. Yes. She didn't become Martin. Right. So she was just holding back on that, which did not make Katie happy. But right. uh, there's still one thing. Well, I'm going to hold that until the end of the end of the thing. Well, like, and, and again, I can see where Katie's coming from, but it was Julia's call. Like, she's the one who went through the most with Reynard. Like, yes, Katie was there for the rape, and she was there witnessing their friends being killed. But Julia went through all of that herself. She was the one that got pregnant and then lost her shade. But also because of all this stuff that happened, Katie lost her mother. Because Julia, Katie lost her mother before. Katie lost her mother. Losing mother didn't have anything to do with Reynard. Yes, it was a whole circle of all that stuff. It, I thought it was in there. True. Because no, they were trying uh, to find... Reynard came after. Okay. Like That's how she and Julia kind of um, connected after her mother died. All right. Okay. Either I, way, the same way that I, I need for Katie and uh, Penny to fix their crap and Elliot and Margo to fix their crap, I'm going to need Katie and Margo to fix their crap. Oh, Katie and Julia to fix their crap as well. Yeah, they all just need to fix their crap. <laughs> yeah, like you you have so much bigger fish to fry now. Oh, definitely. Um while we're just sticking with Julia here, uh, one last thing that we have on her, we see in the jump ahead to two months later after all the power has been shut off, Julia comes to see Quentin, and she can do a little magic. She can. I have a theory on this one. <laughs> so it's it comes back down from Renard and Persephone. So... She was raped by Renard, and that was, you know, the Godseed thing. And I think there's leftover from that, leftover energy from that, and leftover whatever for getting her shade back from Persephone. I I think that has something to do with it. Is it like a Battlestar thing with the reason why Athena couldn't get infected with that sickness that everybody else got infected with because she had Hera? with the antibodies and everything. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm going yeah. with. That's yeah, exactly what exactly it is. what you're saying, and I was geeking out. BSG. <laughs> so it, it has all happened before. It will all happen again. Anyhow. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the whole thing. She's already kind of, she's been touched by the gods, right? So yeah. that's where it is. So then I'd be curious to see, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd be curious if Alice has any latent things because she did have Ember Seed, but that was totally different, and she had the power for a while, and it faded off. Right, it, she had Ember Seed, and she was a Niffin for a while. They said the, um, the magic that was affected was the magic that drew on the well. Mm-hmm. But so where is uh, Julia's magic coming from then? That my only but she said the gods. Yeah, that's my only example. It has to come from the gods. Right, and the fact that her shade has been to the underworld it has to have something to do with it, too. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got on that. It has to be exactly what it is, which means that Alice would end up probably having something all as well since her shade was in the underworld. But I, I see the whole connection with Persephone and, every, and Renard and Julia as part of her reason why she has the ability to make sparkles out of her fingers. Yeah. So we'll have to see on that one. Um, yeah, and we knew Julia was pretty powerful to start with. Oh, yeah. She was the most powerful one out of all of them. And Alice. Right. I think she's more powerful than Alice was, but 
Well, I Niffin Al- Alice only become more powerful um, when she had the Niffin. Yeah, when she was Niffin Alice, she could do anything. Speaking yeah. of Alice, uh, she really wasn't having a good time as adjusting. No, she wasn't. Like I, I thought she would um, acclimate a lot better than she was. Uh, Quentin did bring her back to being herself, but you know, of course she it, was enjoying being the, a Niffin, like being all knowing and being powerful and going out and making all the enemies that she apparently made. But um, I guess when she comes back into the shell that is her body, like she doesn't have all that knowledge and power anymore and she's not dealing well with it at all. And Quentin even goes so far as to make her take a, a magic potion so that she won't kill herself. I, I was like, that really threw me. Well, she's trying to burn her hand because she missed a fire. Right. And I just loved it. He got yeah, her with, he got her with bacon. Yeah. Oh God. That was my, one of my favorite moments. Now, you know how I felt about Quentin since the first season. Mm hmm. Right. Right. Like he has been my least favorite character. I thought he was the whiniest thing on the planet. And sometimes he can still whine. But just like we've seen Elliot grow this season, I think we saw Quentin grow a lot, too. And um, Alice's death had a lot to do with it. I think he became a lot stronger as a character. And like, I'm kind of in love with um, him and Alice right now. Like him bringing her back making her feel more human with the whole, with touching, with giving her bacon and then sex. Like what's more human than all of that? Right. No, I agree with I, you. He's actually, he's it. grown a lot like everybody else has in it. And it, they all have grown so much this season. And after that's when we find out that, you know, he had a really good day. Little yeah. pillow talk there. I killed Amber. Really? And she doesn't believe him at all. But then she's the one who goes, oh, that was bad. Didn't you have a feeling, though, that that was bad? Like, remember last week when Umber was talking about how he and Ember created Fillory together and how they balanced everything out? Like, what's going to happen with a world where you kill those two? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the old gods were going to come back, though. Like, the way they put it, um, the old gods, or the, the, the kids, like Reynard and Ember and Umber, they come and they treat the children children of earth like toys and they like to play with them but for the older gods they're you know humans are basically like little molecules and if they get annoyed if you make them realize their existence they'll shut you off like plumbing and that was amazing when the guy came and shut everything off everywhere well i was kind of at a loss too because they said that but persephone was an older god and she came back so but they you know well, I, I'm just wondering if any of the other ones are going to come back for any reason or if they're just, I don't know. There has to be, there's there's this whole God thing going on. I'm just waiting to see what happens with it. No, there have to be exceptions. And as for Persephone, she didn't come back often. They said she'd been gone for a long time. And that's a part of the reason why Reynard was so angry with her because he she, she abandoned him, basically. She abandoned all of her, her underworld children. But now that she's come back and Julia said that to her, I wonder if she will show back up again. I hope so. I, I really enjoy that actress. She's been in a couple of different things that I really like. Yes, I agree with you. So Alice, you know, warns Quentin that things are bad, and they go out to find uh, McCoskey, and uh, all the lights are out, and the hallway is really, really long. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember this place being that big, but I don't know. 
He used all the batteries on bringing Alice back, so there's that. But did he really use all the batteries? If you were my coffee, wouldn't you keep at least one battery oh, for yourself? Oh, yes, at least one. Um, <laughs> so two months later, when they're doing the class, because there's no magic anymore, uh, uh-huh. after class, Joseph, Niff and Joseph, shows up at the end to warn Alice that there are other creatures out for her. And yeah, I love the and the pointless vampires, you know, <laughs> when he was talking about who had power. That was left. awesome. Awesome. If there were, of course, there are vampires. Right. Uh, and she wasn't very nice when she was a Niffin. Surprise, surprise. Uh, apparently, she made a lamprey rather mad since she did something to its family. She murdered its entire family. Right. Now, this one took me a little bit to figure out because. This is actually jumping into my mythology book. I have this big mythology book actually in my uh, office here that I actually had to look at for this, which is kind of weird that I have a big... Anyhow, uh, besides the lamprey being a really nasty eel that like chews on flesh and like fish and stuff like that, apparently mm-hmm. a lamprey can grow into a monstrous dragon. Really? So there you go. That's So she made a dragon mad is what I gather. As long as the dragon shows up, I know I read that part right. So, it's an Alice. And we've already seen one dragon, so that was an awesome dragon. And she did say she was the queen of the worms, which uh, now a lamprey is a kind of wormy-looking thing. It's an eel, but there you go. So take that as what as you like. We'll see how that comes up next year. Definitely. Okay, so who are we jumping back into now? We got to get over to Fillory, don't we? We do have to get to Fillory because Elliot finally made it home. And walked in and surprised uh, Princess. Yes, Princess. And Princess's father was there as well. Yes, he was. What are you doing here? He's like, well, no. Um, when Elliot came back, he brought um, the father with him. Yes, he did, because uh, that was one of the things that Penny said. You have to find him. He's a rat or something. I don't know what that is, but, you know, find him and take him back. So, yeah, they, he, Penny, um, no, Elliot takes back control of his kingdom. He's okay. back on the newly appointed chair that Josh made. Good good job, Josh. And, no more curses. And that's where they start hashing out their plans. Well, he's hanging out. Josh and Margo are in... Fairyland. Fairyland. They spring Finn. They're trying to get Finn to come with them, but uh, Finn's not going anywhere without her baby girl. Right. Who we haven't seen. Nope, not yet. And they go to see the Queen of the Fairies. And there was a lot of time apparently passed when she was in Fairyland. I'm guessing she wasn't quite that pregnant. No, I'm. I'm wondering if Fairyland runs like fast like Fillory does. You know, maybe faster. Hmm. Well. Uh, there's this thing with fairies and frogs that was going on in that scene. Yeah. And, a bit- and I like the fact that on that side of the world, um, it looks like their their throne room. When I was looking at it, I was like, wait a minute. It doesn't that look like the throne room? Did they somehow take it over? Well, that's Apparently, what- it was like the other side. It was like a, a, it was a parallel side of their throne room. Yeah, that's what uh, Margo said. It's a, The whole entire castle is exactly like it was. Yeah. Except on their Except, side. Like you said, berries and frogs. Yes. And bathtubs with roses. Yes, and the queen taking a bath and, you know, Margot trying to argue awesome. that they're going to get the baby, but she says, yeah, that ain't going to happen. 
Now, were you a little suspicious when the queen said they wanted to help get uh, Ember and she gave him the uh, the smelly herb to bake into little cakes? Mm, I, I wasn't, but I guess I should have been. I like was maybe maybe that was part of the plan because we know fairies are sneaky. Yeah, I was like, like why is she deciding to help them? But hey, whatever. Well, I thought she was doing it because she wanted to help them try to save magic, but when they kill Ember, of course, we find out that they really shouldn't have tried to do that. Right. The queen would have known that. Uh, yeah, it's like they're that, playing their own little game. And we know that magical beings who don't draw from the wild, they don't lose their, their magic or, um, you know, nothing really affects them. And fairies would be that magical being that doesn't revolve around the uh, wellspring. Right. Because at the end, there are some floating. So there's that. So Josh and Margot get back into Fillory, but it comes at a cost. Yes, it does. Uh, she had to pay the toll. Oh, she's a cyclops now. She is. Poor little Bambi one eye. That that action needed to happen for Elliot to be able to forgive her for what she did. Even then, things were kind of awkward at first before they fell back into their natural rhythm. Right. Well, it's still, yeah. And, and she said she's still going to keep, try, keep trying to do whatever she has to do. Right. Yeah. They kind of, they're still, they're falling back into their rhythm, but they're, they're, you know, there's still some weird thing going on there. But yeah, poor little Bambi one eye. <laughs> yeah. Now she truly is the Cyclops of Destroyer. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh, I love them having the party and doing the little king, uh, queen wave up there, you know, like Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh made up the little cakes and Ember shows up for him. Yes. And he notices that Elliot is back. Like, what are you doing here? I threw you out of Fillory. Uh, exactly. It, uh, surprise, surprise. And their pitch to Ember Lewis hilarious, you know. that. Oh, yeah. It was like pitching for a new, se- a new series. Like, right. wouldn't you want to watch this show? Don't you want to be involved with this show? It's going to be all chaos at, at all times. Don't you want to do this? And the last you know, thing, you, you, yeah, the last thing you want to do though is bring up Umber's name because he gets all grumpy about that. Yes, you don't want to bring up Umber's hashtag air quotes dead brother. Right, and the same thing happened with Umber because they planned this whole thing out ahead of time. But they made it work. Because Quentin went to go see Umber. Umber took him to Cuba, uh, or the pocket world formerly known as Cuba. And that was the whole plan, because as he's there, Julia grabs Cuba and they and goes to Fillory. So he's having... Like, initially, initially I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I was like, wait a minute, is this their backup plan? Are, are they going to move the entire world into Cuba? I Yeah, I had no idea what was going on there either. But Cuba was very uh, cube-shaped. It was very matrixy. Yes, and it was very clean, a lot of lines, stuff like that. And yeah. he starts going up. Uh, Quentin's talking to Umber, and then he brings up Ember, which has that whole argument of those two <laughs> complaining about their brothers. And, you know, <laughs> then they shake it up, and next thing you know, Umber is in Fillory again. Surprise! It's like, you're alive? Uh, yeah. How are you alive? You break your death. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I would and think. we find out that he made a deal with Martin. Yeah, just to get out of there. Because, yeah, I, th- I think he was scared of his brother or something. I mean, well, his brother did kill him, so there's that. 
So was there any fallout for a god killing a god? Probably not. That's just every day. So their parents aren't going to be mad that they killed each other? Not enough to shut the world down. Yeah. I got to kick out a... Julia knew that spell to make a god um, um, poking weapon. And Mm -hmm. as soon as Umber was killed, because I guess they were guessing that was going to happen... She did the spell and put it on the sword, called out Ember, and then old uh, uh, Quentin did the switchy-switchy on the uh, sword there and stabbed him in the back. Mm-hmm. And then all was right in the world, but not. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is my other question about back on Earth with Julia. She has that bullet that they made for Renard. She does with that energy still in it. It's Mm kind of like a battery, right? Yeah. Or is that could be another thing. If she's powerful battery. Yeah. If she still has that bullet, is she ciphering magic from that bullet? It's also a possibility. She might be siphoning it and not even realizing that she's doing it. Right. Yeah. Julie has more God knowledge than everybody else in the whole entire place. True. So, yeah, that's when the plumber comes up and they start shutting everybody down. So, what do we get out there? Where, where do we miss? Oh, Margot not being the nice ruler that she is, wanting to, uh, you know, kill everybody. Yeah, she's back to that. I'm like, Margot, did you learn nothing? Remember how the war started? Yeah. We need the public education. Your best friend's baby for it? Oh, yeah, totally. Nope, yeah. she didn't learn anything on that one. But Finn does show up, and she's missing toes, because that's how it works. I wonder how they figure out what parts of you they want. Yeah, I, I want. is there like a wheel that they spin to see what you get? The, <laughs> the wheel of misfortune? And she comes to warn, the, warn that the fairies are coming, like, you know, 30 seconds before they get there. Yeah, well, she only has the two toes missing, so. Was it two that's toes? A little bit. I didn't know how that's many. That's I didn't know how many toes she was actually missing. Oh no, that's what I just said. Oh, well, she'll <laughs> be f- she'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> with the fairies coming to Fillory to take over, that won't be fine. Not at all, and it's the queen and her entire army. It appears. Well, it doesn't even have to be their entire army. There's no one there that can fight, so they're pretty much going to take it over, and they they still have magic. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they want from Fillory if there's no magic there. Well, it was her whole idea, the I, the Queen's whole idea to get him to kill off Ember, I guarantee it. Yeah, and now they have Elliot's child, the heir to the throne. Which is bound to do something as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot going on. A lot of stuff up in the air for the season finale. I wonder if the baby will still have some kind of magic there's a good chance if it was born in the fairy, if the baby was born in the fairyland, yes, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, they were very insistent on her going over to the fairy realm. I mean, granted, they didn't want Margot to back out on the deal. Right. I have a feeling that they would have taken Finn anyway. Right. I agree with you. I think there's something behind it. Interesting. So the gods and the fairies, yes. that's going to be next season. 
Definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, you got oh, anything else on it? The people that Alice pissed off. Uh, yeah, the dragon. Yeah, I hope that um, Niff and Joseph shows up again. He was cool. Well, the one thing I thought Alice did stupidly was she runs off into the woods. Don't run off into the woods. <laughs> right. Run back into civilization where maybe somebody else can help you. Right. That's like splitting up well, or going camping. Yeah, but nobody else has any magic. Maybe she knows something's hidden in the woods. Into the woods. Maybe, maybe <laughs> so. Well, she didn't. Well, there's a possibility or something in the woods that could help her out. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So many questions, and now we have uh, lots of time to mull it over. Yes, we do. You got anything left on this for this season? Anything? Oh, man. No. I just, like, how many times did you end up watching this? Uh, Maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> it was an awesome episode. Like, I want to go back and binge the entire season now. I have to admit that some of my watching, it was just on a little small window on my computer while I might have been at work. <laughs> I'm just saying that helps. Yeah, that does help. Yeah, I just kind of listen to it and stuff and catch things, and that was where I'm like, I because I kept swearing I was missing this candy witch somewhere, but I wasn't. Because I'm like, yeah. where is this woman? Never showed up, so we have to look for her. So we have to make a list of the things that we want to look for for next season to see where they're peppered in. Like this show does a really good job of bringing things back around when you least expect it. That's okay. One one last thing here that I totally needed to bring up, which maybe my idea that some things got cut that weren't there. But how did Josh get back to Earth? He was in Fillory when. Mm -hmm. And this is a whole time thing also. He was in Fillory when they killed Ember and Number. He made the cakes. Mm -hmm. He had it going mm -hmm. good there. So he would have had it gone back to Earth. So at some well, point... Well, Quentin was there too. Right, yeah. Quentin, I guess, So Quentin and Josh went back. I would have figured Josh would have just hanged out over there because, you know, he was having yeah. a lot of fun. So it took time for uh, for magic to get shut off completely. Like it took time before the god... God's plumbers showed up. No, it, it, it took a day. Okay, well, it took a time. Because it happened bit. in the same day that, that Quentin gave the bacon to Alice, because at the end of the pillow talk time, he goes, this was a really good day. I killed a god today, I made out with you, had bacon. But that's right, also where you, it seems that time passed a little bit faster in Fillory than it did on Earth at that point also. But it does. It does pass quicker in Fillory. So I'm just Josh curious. Josh would have had time to come come back over. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just think, curious. Did I, they go to Fillory first? I didn't think the um, the plumber went to Fillory first. No, the plumber actually went to the, the brake bills first. Yeah. And then the library, and then Fillory, I believe something something of that nature. That was it. I just yeah. figured Josh would have hung out over there for a lot longer. He seemed to be having a time of his life. So you know. I gotta mix it up. Yeah, I guess he had to finish school. I wonder with Ember dead if they took the clock back so they can travel back and forth with it, like through the portal. Yeah, Ember's clock. Yeah, I, I it's probably hanging out somewhere. Yeah, so at if, the cottage. If well, does the clock run on on Wellspring, or does the clock just work in general? I mean, it probably doesn't work anymore. But that's how Josh would have gotten back. True. Oh yeah, I kind of figured that part out, but I was just. 
wondering if the clock would run by itself. Or it was it a magical clock or was it a god clock? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait till next year to figure that out, huh? So many questions. So, so many questions. Or, like you said before, do some of the things have residual power left over it, even if the magicians don't anymore? Right. Because I would say that the clock was more of a god creation than a magic creation. I agree. Okay. Well, I think we're good there, huh? We are very good. I think we talked it out. All righty. So if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. Check out our other older podcasts for Incorporated, RIP, uh, Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, which we're going to start up again, and a couple other shows. There's some great writers over there putting out some awesome work. And I think we're going to take a little hiatus here for a bit until probably 12 Monkeys. Yep. Um, so we're going to take the hiatus until 12 Monkeys, and then you'll be getting the three installments of that. We'll also be doing Winona Earth when that drops. And um, I think we're going to be doing written written recaps. You're doing Killjoys, and I'm right. doing Dark Matter when that comes back. So we're super pumped. I know some people have been asking about Van Helsing. I do not think that's going to be back until the fall. Um, like that wasn't on the summer, um, summer returning shows. Yeah, let me take a look here real quick on that one. Uh, we are going to have to do a uh, Winona Earp one. Oh, we're definitely doing Winona Earp. Well, oh, we're going to do a, like, you know, get caught up on Winona Earp before the yeah, new yeah. season starts out. Um, yeah. yeah for, for those who watch, Lucifer is coming back in two weeks. I'm going to be doing character profiles next week on Pure Fandom, so keep an eye out on that if you... Just want to get a little refresher on everything that's happened so far on your favorite characters. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Van Helsing is just uh, slated as returns later this year, which would... Yeah, so it'll be back in the fall, probably. Yeah, when was the first episode of that one at? It was... It was in the fall. Uh, well, I know Lindy and Liz, they were able to interview the cast at Comic-Con last year, and that would have been in July. And I believe we did the interview with um, Rakia in August. So the show, I believe, started in September. That sounds about right. It was, you know, I believe it was on the September thing for that. Yeah, as soon as we find out more information on that, I'm going to, since we're kind of done with this right now, we're, we're um, not going to be doing anything else for a little bit. I'll go ahead and go in and take a look and see if we can find out any other information on all that stuff to see if Absolutely. there's you know, anything going on. I'm sure there is at some point. I mean, there's got to be something out there. Oh, no, there's plenty. Um, plenty coming soon. I know Sensei is coming. Oh, yes, it is. And I'm so excited for that. We did a Christmas, we did a podcast for the Christmas episode that came out, and we had a lot of fun talking about that. So it just depends on what's going on. Right. Oh, and if you haven't seen it yet, go check out the trailer for our Kryptonite Sci-Fi's upcoming show. Oh, it really good. Yes, it looked awesome. Check that out. Check it out. We don't know what we're doing on that one yet, but we're probably doing something on it. (laughs) Definitely. If you have any thoughts or comments about this episode, the season finale of The Magicians, I'm very sad about this. Um, Let us know in the comments below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page. I say the Twitter's like Brad. Yeah, and if you're on SoundCloud, I mean, you can always, you can find all our stuff on SoundCloud also under uh, Pure Fandom. So if you like 
any of the shows that we talked about previously, we have a lot of interviews for the uh, cast and crew of Van Helsing. We actually talked to the showrunner and he gave us like a lot of great information about the physiology of his vampires. So if you're interested in stuff like that, definitely check that out. Yes. I think Roland gave us some really good information too. Oh yeah. He he gave us all sorts of great stuff on that. So yeah, you can head on over to uh, SoundCloud and find all the stuff that's over there. It's a, just SoundCloud good of your fandom. And we got, you know, Super Talk over there. There's some Star Wars series and uh, Talking TV with Liz and Lindy when they do Walking Dead stuff. Uh, we have 79 tracks out there ourselves. <laughs> so <laughs> we have the we most. Yeah, for 100. yeah, we have the most out of everybody. So you can just look at our tracks and find out all the stuff that we have on there. And, you know, take a look. And there's a lot of stuff. So if you listen on SoundCloud, you can also, like, leave comments and stuff in there as well and we can see those because i'll see them as soon as i do uploads and stuff like that so there you go that's it that's all i got i have nothing else well until next time be sure to enjoy the little cake because it has to last you until next january apparently never stab a god in the back that's it for this episode head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content